1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Peter Dowdell of the IrishGardener.com who joins me. Good afternoon to you, Peter.
0: I thought you were going to say that somebody who will be able to resolve your air queries <laughs> would be Peter Douglas. I'm afraid I can't.
1: Well, if you could do that, mate, we, you would be loved by so many people. I can tell you that. And, and I was
0: asking John Paul. I was asking John Paul before I came on air. Will we talk about air or teachers, or will we keep it to gardening? Oh, no, so. we'll,
1: we'll definitely keep it to gardening. And thank you for your lovely message on the 30th birthday uh, program last Friday. Not it was at really all. Lovely and came as a great surprise. Okay, now Good. Straight, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And let me start with the lovely text in from Anne where is it just want to say thank you for the advice Peter gave me when I text in during the summer looking for help with my wedding cake tree it wasn't looking great at the time but the advice he gave me I took on board and I'd like to report it's come on well since
0: Ah good I'm delighted to hear because it's a beautiful beautiful tree so I'm glad to hear it's doing well
1: Okay, and we've had some emails in that we've sent on to you and I made sure John paul sent them on because I can't pronounce uh, any of them. The first one is from uh, Vincent who wants to ask about their tua, and I can't even occidentalis, is it?
0: <laughs> you know you're you're there, you're right, you're, it's well it's tuya, tuya occidentalis and oh. then the last one is smarock. Okay, it's what is that? What kind of a t- it's a tree obviously, is it? Yeah, the the common name is the 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 Western white cedar or hemlock they call it. But it's a well, you you know it if you saw it. It's a it's a conical shaped conifer. It's one of these conifers that that keeps this perfect conical shape. Uh, with no pruning it grows about 8 or 10 feet it's a lovely conifer actually but the the problem here is that it's going brown isn't that
1: it yeah Vincent writes that it's gone all brown on the outside but there's still some green on the inside he said it happened a couple of months ago they are in the middle of 20 very healthy trees all about 5 foot apart and they were planted about 5 years ago they're 5 to 6 feet in height now will they recover or will they die
0: I'm afraid the answer is bad news uh, the answer is they won't recover and the answer is they will die. And this does happen and you do see it happen to, to cedar or to tuyas where you'd see kind of random ones dying within a hedge. And there's several possible reasons. The most likely is is poor soil, poor poor drainage. So they're shallow rooted plants. And if the if the water, if the rainwater, so if you're very heavy clay or if you have any bit of compacted soil uh, and if, if it's holding water around the root zone, that can just lead to fungal infections which will kill it off and unfortunately that's that's the end of it and you could try pruning it for if you want first pruning it to prune out any any because you see because of the perfect shape it has trace pruning it doesn't really work because you lose that shape but if, if it's practical you could try pruning it a bit uh, treating it with copper sulfate uh, solution mixed with water and then feeding feed it heavily with something like the nature safe seaweed feed to drive on growth uh but i'm afraid it's very unlikely that it, it's probably bad soil system or a poor soil around the root zone it could also be they have quite an extensive root system so like if you were digging let's say 20 or even 15 or 20 feet away from from it you could have damaged the root system believe it or not the roots could travel that far from it Uh, it's not unusual to see just one or two in a mature hedge go like this i'm afraid um because you can have pockets of poor soil and pockets of compaction and I remember I was speaking to a friend of mine who's who works with the Department of Agriculture in, in diagnosing diseases we were looking at another job there in the last few weeks and he was saying that he'd seen a few of these recently as well uh, and he was testing for all the nasties and it was all sorry when I say all the nasties there's some notifiable ones like Phytophthora and things like this and they're all coming back negative for them which is good news but uh, it, it's it's good news on the on the greater scheme of things but uh, it's bad news unfortunately for Vincent I don't think oh, they're going to sorry better. about that
1: Vincent and uh... Uh, also emailing says I have a Lavaterra candy floss which I bought earlier this year it has flourished and is now gone very leggy should I prune it for next year if so when should I do that it's still in a pot should I plant it out or plant it into a bigger pot
0: ok well pruning it yes but not at this time of the year it's too cold now to prune it so the lavatera Trish you'll know it if I say it's the mallow plant uh, oh, I know it's a it. lovely pink yeah. flowering plant yeah Um Don't prune it now. It's it's the wrong time of the year. You could prune it. I would say when the temperatures are increasing at the other side of winter, so kind of March, early April, prune it back then. Now you can prune it quite hard, and that will encourage bushier growth down low. But but be careful when you're doing it not to remove all the foliage, because if you remove all the foliage at that stage, you do risk losing it. So you might, when I say prune it back hard, you might do it gradually. Prune, let's say, the top 10% at the end of March. Give it a week or two, and prune it back a bit harder, and let it bush out on its own. I would put it into a bigger pot. You could do that at this time of the year. Um, And to to give it more root room and then I would plant it out next year or else into a bigger pot make sure it's in a bigger pot because they will get pot pounded that forces them to get leggy as well now they do tend on saying all that and even if you follow the best advice with them they do tend to be short lived so after a few years they do tend to curl up and die regardless Trish so the good news is that they do take very easily from cuttings but again not at this time of the year take a cutting take some cuttings from it uh, during next summer so at least you'll always have replacements coming on board
1: OK, now Tess doesn't specify what plants she's talking about, but she just says, hi, Peter, summer stuff that didn't get cut back. Can you cut it back now? Thanking you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit too general though, from Tess. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd love if it was that easy. Um, it, it it does depend if it's summer stuff in, the, in terms of if it's herbaceous perennials. In other words, your summer flowering perennials that have that have kind of gone brown. Uh, and they've gone brown over the ground now well those perennials can be totally cut back now if you want because all the life has gone back in under the ground into the root system beneath the ground so everything above the ground is is dead if you like now you can leave them there during the winter and they might provide some food for, for birds and insect life and other things so by all means leave them there uh, and then cut it back let's say next March but you can cut it back for cleanliness now if that's what we're talking about with the, the summer stuff yeah. If it, and I imagine it is yeah. if it's summer flowering shrubs and that it's a different situation you probably leave it After next spring.
1: Okay. Uh, And then uh, Mary in the Wild, she also signs her name, Mary in the Wild West. Uh, She regularly (laughs) regularly texts her in the gardening slot Hi, Peter. Is it okay to replant flowers through a layer of rain rinsed seaweed in a redug bed?
0: I would say yes, you know, she said flowers. Um, It it depends what you're planting. If you're just planting shrubs or if you're planting things like spring bulbs and things like that for flowering, obviously in the spring, uh, then yes, you should be fine. If it's things like bedding plants, like maybe cyclamen for Christmas and winter pansies, they might be a bit too soft for it. But if it's something a bit more substantial like a shrub or, as I say, like bulbs for next spring, then you should be fine, yeah.
1: Uh, Etta says, "I have a peace lily. I've had it for about four or five years now, but the white flower has never come out. Any reason why?
0: I don't know. Obviously, it's the, the, the reason. But I would try feeding. It's obviously growing in a pot. So the peace lily is the the." the, the Oh, strands! Oh God, the, the name has, has escaped me. Um, is come back to the, me what, I, what I refer, is, oh, that that, film.
1: is that the Saint Anthony's Lily. What I No, it's no, a different it's one, Trish. One.
0: It's, a, it's an indoor plant. No, it's an indoor plant. Spatiphyllum. Lovely, glossy, dark, dark green leaf, and this lovely white pure white flower against the dark green it's a fantastic plant so obviously it's indoor so obviously it's growing in a pot uh so i would say feed it now there is a bio gold plant food which is very good for indoor plants and outdoor plants but it's a very good one it's called bio gold it's another irish product uh, and that's a good one so i would give it a feed with that to try and promote some some flowers Uh, i imagine it's as simple as that if the plant is doing well and and there's no other signs of 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 stress then i would say just just give it a feed maybe repot it and feed it and it, it should start producing flowers
1: and a, t- a text in from Mary. Do you have to bring in geraniums for the winter? I have them in very large pots outside.
0: Yes. So if they're the what everybody refers to as geraniums, they're the kind of summer flowering, which are actually pelargoniums. So they are frost tender, yes. Uh, and so they would need either to be covered with horticultural fleece during the coldest nights or else brought into a, a greenhouse or a tunnel or, or something like that to get them through the winter. But then then you you see you also have perennial geraniums which are actual geraniums but they die back under the ground that uh, they're not the bedding what we call geranium so the the true geranium which is the cranesbill which is a, a herbaceous perennial will die back under the ground they're fine to be left out but if it's a pelargonium which we grow as for some reason, call them geraniums in, in bedding plant schemes, they would need protection. Bring yeah. them in,
1: bring them in. And another Mary yeah. says, hi Patricia, question for Peter. My beach hedge is too wide. When is the best time to cut it back,
0: please? I'd leave that now until just the beginning of March next year. I'd leave it off until then.
1: An infestation of mushrooms, how do you get rid of them? Says the texter.
0: Yeah, well, As the, the, the one wet, way do you want to get rid of them? Yeah,
1: but it's, it's the it time is, of the year, is. isn't it?
0: It is a time of the year, so I wouldn't be in a mad rush to get rid of them. I mean, they're, they're possibly field mushroom or not. I, I actually admire them. I love admiring them. And you're facing such a battle to to eradicate them anyway, because it's not them. It's the conditions that you need to change. It's caused by poor drainage. and But there's fungi everywhere, and fungi is breaking down the green vegetation into the soil. So, I mean, it, it's a necessary part of the, the, the rich tapestry, if you like. So I wouldn't be in a rush to kill them or to get rid of them. The, the the blooms, the toadstools that you see now, the mushrooms above the ground, will die off naturally soon enough anyway, and then you won't see them again until next year. It's caused by poor drainage and obviously fungal spores in the soil to answer the question. So to, to eradicate it, you'd need to improve the drainage and probably replace the soil.
1: Maureen in Clonachilty, is this the right time of the year to put manure on rhubarb? Would horse manure be better than farmyard manure?
0: I wouldn't say one would be better than the other. they'll both be very, very good for it. And yes, it is the right time to to apply a mulch of of either farmyard or horse manure around rhubarb, rose bushes, any anything really, a good winter mulch of manure around the garden is excellent, excellent thing to be doing at the moment.
1: And we've had calls from someone in Bishopstown to congratulate Peter on his piece on biodiversity in the Irish Examiner recently, especially to do with roundabouts. This caller says that many tidy towns are now taking up what he said.
0: Brilliant! I'm delighted to hear it, and thank you very much for the for the the compliment. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a hymn sheet I've been singing from for the last god knows how many years, and it's it's kind of common sense. Instead of using these intensively hybridized plants in in public planting schemes. I'm delighted to see Cork City Council. I, and Waterford, I think, led the way here. that they, they were they were really going with pollinator-friendly planting. And the, if anyone drove in around Dungarvan in the last few years, you'd have seen fantastic displays in the roundabouts and on the roadsides. But Cork is following suit, and I'm delighted to see it. And uh, instead of these hybridised bedding plants which are useless to bees and insect life we're beginning to see pollinator friendly planting which is far far nicer to look at anyway.
1: Yeah that's I have a sister who lives in Dungarvan so I know exactly what you don't but in in Dungarvan and it, it always makes me smile when I drive past it looks stunning.
0: It's funny you say that, Trish. I really—it's funny you say that because what I did write in that article was: it's hard not to drive past it without smiling. Yeah, you know, it—it it, it, it does bring a smile. It lifts the spirits, and that's—that's that's how all-encompassing nature and the natural world is. We—we—it envelops us. It—it it, it really, really does. I could go on all day about it, but when you see good planting like that. It's just, it's good for what's happening around us. It must be something subconscious inside us realises it's the right thing to do and makes us smile. But yeah, yeah Dungarvan, hats off to Waterford County yeah, Council. Yeah, it's
1: terrific. And, and uh, good, on, good on the other local Tidy Towns groups who are taking on board your suggestion. We've got to leave it there, Peter. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next you. week. Thanks, Rich. Take care. Bye-bye. That is uh, Peter Dowdell, com.